Welcome back to the Adam Schefter podcast as we get ready to head into one of the most critical, significant periods of the NFL calendar the week before the start of the NFL New Year. News already flying this week. It will continue to fly this week and it will go into next week when the NFL New Year is scheduled to begin Wednesday, March 15th at 4 p.m. Eastern. Until then, we are going to be joined today by the Minnesota Vikings 2020 fifth round pick out of the University of Miami, K.J. Osborne. And so far through his NFL career, he's caught 110 passes for 1,305 yards and 12 touchdowns so far in the three seasons with the best yet to come. But it's not any play that Osborne made so much as the fact that on Sunday night, K.J. Osborne was involved in what police are calling a life-saving event. He was there when a car sped past the Uber he was in, crashed into a column, and went on fire before he and three other individuals helped pull a man from a burning car, and then K.J. Osborne helped carry him to safety before being proclaimed by police as one of the heroes on the scene. We'll have K.J. Osborne on to talk about not just this past season, but the man's life that he helped save on Sunday night in Austin, Texas. As we get back to the NFL news, already we are starting to see some of the quarterback news. Derek Carr goes to New Orleans on what is being called a four-year deal that's really closer to a two- or three-year deal. About $60 million over the first two years, closer to about $100 million over the three years. But New Orleans gets the quarterback it wanted all along. And Carr steps into a place, and it's pretty incredible, where he's going to have a chance to win that division, the NFC South, where every single quarterback in the NFC South will be different than the one that started last year. They'll be the first division since the 1973 AFC West to have four different starting quarterbacks from one season to the next. Think about the NFC South. Last year, on opening day, the starters were Tom Brady in Tampa, Jameis Winston in New Orleans, Marcus Mariota in Atlanta, Baker Mayfield in Carolina. This year, it'll be probably Kyle Trask in Tampa, Derek Carr in New Orleans, maybe Desmond Ritter in Atlanta, and who knows in Carolina. So major quarterback questions, but major quarterback changes. But there are some looming quarterback questions that remain out there. We've heard about Daniel Jones, and by the time people hear this, we'll find out whether or not his situation is resolved. And as we tape this Monday afternoon, I believe he will wind up signing an extension by Tuesday's 4 p.m. Eastern deadline. We'll see if that's right. I believe that Lamar Jackson will not sign an extension by Tuesday's 4 p.m. Eastern deadline, but he will get the franchise tag, and we'll see how that one plays out. And then, of course, there's the situation in Green Bay, where nobody knows exactly what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. But more and more, it seems like both sides are acting as if they're as if they're going to be going their own separate ways. And so while we don't know exactly how that's going to play out, I feel reasonably confident in predicting that more and more 
it looks like Jordan Love is going to be the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers in 2023, one way or another. That means whether Aaron Rodgers retires or asks to be traded, but it's hard that these it's hard to think that these two sides are going to continue to go on and that somehow it's going to wind up with Aaron Rodgers and the 60 million guaranteed on his contract for 23 going back to Green Bay where Jordan Love is ready for the chance to play where the Packers have to decide whether or not to pick up the fifth year option on his contract by this spring so they have all sorts of quarterback questions and intrigue and drama and it sure seems like that no matter what Aaron Rodgers ultimately decides is that Jordan Love seems to be in place to be the likely starter for the Green Bay Packers in the 2023 season. Now, these situations are fluid. They always can change. We'll see what happens. But that's what I believe today as we record this in early March that Jordan Love remains the likely 2023 starter and we'll wait to see what Aaron Rodgers decides to do with his future in 2023. We all await the word from number 12 since he has emerged from the darkness. All right, let's go back to the man that was a hero Sunday night in Austin, Texas. The man that has emerged as a big-time receiver in Minnesota who came into the league with Justin Jefferson, who has begun to make his own mark. And that was certainly true on Sunday night in Austin, Texas, the Vikings wide receiver, their former fifth round pick from 2020, K.J. Osborne. K.J., I know that we got a lot of NFL news going on. We got players coming and going. We got trade talk, releases, extensions. But there's big news involving you. Big news. And it was brought to my attention that you are a hero, truly a hero, by helping save a man's life in Austin, Texas, on Sunday night, by helping to pull this man from a burning car and carrying him to safety. So I'm hoping you can enlighten our listening audience today on the hero that you now are. And we know you as the guy who essentially last year had the 10 catches for 157 yards and a touchdown in the big come-from-behind win over Indianapolis when you were down 33 to nothing. This is real-life stuff, and this is incredible. So why don't you tell me what happened Sunday night, if you don't mind? All right, so first of all, you know, I appreciate you having me, you know, to let me, uh, you know, share this story. Obviously, it was a, it's a situation that I never imagined myself in in a million, billion years. But I'm, I'm on my way home. I'm, I'm in the back of an Uber, and my head is down. I'm, I'm on my phone, you know, just, just on my way home. And uh, my Uber driver just starts, you know, going crazy. And he's like, you know, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And I look up and, you know, I'm kind of wondering, you know, what's what's all the, the, the fuss about. And there's nobody on the street. And, you know, then he's like, you know, this guy crashed. You know, I look to my right and there's a car. Uh, if you were to picture it, you know, under a bridge, you know, the pillars. And, you know, he's his car is head on. You know, um, he hit the pillar and his car is in flames. And we go by, you know, briefly, you know, kind of slow. It's one other car in front of us and his car is in flames and it's the airbag and we don't see him. So initially my Uber driver, who, you know, is also a hero, um, you know, it, it was three other people. there, all, you know, heroes. Uh, you know, he got out the car and he's like, you know, we need to call 911, like talk to 911. I'm like, no, you know, we got to go save this guy. And went over to the area and his car again was in flames. And, you know, immediately now I'm thinking, 
you know, you know, uh, you know, this is a, a obviously a big risk. You know, I'm kind of coming up to this car. Obviously, I don't have experience in this. So in my head, I'm thinking, you know, this car can blow up at any second. And it can all be over. Um, that's what I was thinking, like my, my live thoughts. But, my you know, my Uber driver, you know, he went right up to the car. He opened the door. You know, he's trying to see if the guy's alive. And I'm like, man, this guy is brave. And, uh, you know, we seen that the guy was alive and we're yelling, you know, he's alive. But, you know, he couldn't move. And again, the car is in flames the whole time. And, you know, we start to, you know, go down there. We're talking to the guy and we're trying to get him out the car. And he was able to muster enough strength to move his upper body to the passenger seat. And, you know, he was a, you know, a, a heavier guy. If you're, if you're talking about a normal, you know, human being, you know, they're trying to, you know, drag him out the car. And, you know, I was right there, you know, I ran up. We, we initially pulled him out the car. We pulled As him the, the car's car. burning, right? The car's burning up and it's in flames. You know, he, he has blood on him. He's bleeding. You know, he's, you know, kind of, you know, obviously out of it. Uh, you know, he just got in a, a huge car wreck. Um, but, you know, at that time, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to, you know, get out the way of the car. because I'm thinking it's going to blow at any second. I, that's what you see in all the movies. So I'm like, you know, we got to get this guy out the way. You know, so we're there trying to we, we get him out the car. And that's when I picked him up. And, you know, he's, he's bleeding. You know, he's bleeding all on my on my shirt and everything. And I pick him up and I, I carry him about 10, 15 yards, you know, because this way, like, you know, we're at least away from the car a little bit. And, um, you know, by then, you know, the ambulance came, the, the, uh, the firefighters. They, you know, uh, got the flames to go down. You know, eventually the car was the car was good. Obviously, the the police officers, you know, got all our info and everything. And, you know, they just came back and told us, you know, we saved that man's life. Uh, that He wouldn't have been able to get out that vehicle, you know, without our help. You know, I, and I think he walked away pretty well. I, I want to go. I haven't uh, checked on him yet. I plan to go to the hospital to check on him. But, um, you know, I heard from what I, the, the news I heard he had an ankle and his his mouth was just bleeding. But, you know, other than that, he, he was, you know, OK, obviously, you know, in the days, but he was alive, which was obviously the, the greatest blessing. So, um, you know, we were all really happy about that. The, um, another the guy that was with me and his I don't know if it was wife, girlfriend, friend, uh, we spoke today and I told him, you know, uh, you know, this is going to be a big thing. <laughs> like he's from Africa. He didn't know like much about football. But I'm telling him, like, you know, uh, you know, this is this is going to be a big thing. You know, we just helped, you know, save someone's life. That was that was huge. And, um you know, I was I was saying, you know, they always say wrong place, wrong time. But, you know, I was at the exact place, the right place at the right time. So uh, I was happy we were able to do that. I have a few questions off that incredible story. And I tip my cap to you, an amazing display of courage. Much respect to you for looking out for somebody else like that. Number one, if you guys don't pull him from the car, help pull him from the car. In your opinion, does that man live? No, no, he, he doesn't live. And because when, when initially when he crashed, uh, again, I didn't even see his face, so I, I didn't even know if he was alive when we walked up to the car. And when we got to the car, he was kind of, you know, in a daze. I don't know if he was conscious, but I think he felt the heat coming to his legs. And, you know, obviously, we just got in a big crash, so he's kind of out of it. And, you know, that's when we began to talk to him, you know, try to get him out. And then, you know, he was able to a little bit, you know, muster something for himself before, you know, we were able to. But without that, uh, you know, I, I think that car would have burned on fire. It would have been, you know, really tragic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful 
for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Adam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Adam. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Second question. When you go up to that car and it's on fire, how much heat do you feel? And was there any threat to you being burned at all? Oh, it's definitely a threat to me being burned at all, just being in the area. Um, when initially, you know, like I, like I said, I was kind of looking at the car uh, and I'm like, you know, I don't know if I should go up to that car. Yeah, like initially, you know, I want to, and I had a, a kind of oversized, you know, kind of kind of hoodie on. I didn't want to go up to the car, you know, it catch a flame, you know, because I, I, of course I can go up and, and, you know, drag this guy out of this car, but I was just so scared because I didn't know at the moment I walk up to this car, it could blow up. And obviously that would be really bad. So that's what I, I, that was in my head the whole time. But when I seen when it was time to, you know, get him out, uh, you know, I ran down there. Um, I didn't feel much heat. I, I, I peeked over. Obviously, the, the hood was in flames and it was, and it was you know, starting to, re- to you know, come back. Um, but I didn't feel much heat because it, I, 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 we moved, not I, we moved very fast. Um, you know, we came, you know, we got him. We, when he, when we were trying to get him out, we mustered him out and I was able to carry him, you know, uh, a little bit away enough for, you know, us to get away from the car and, uh, you know, they, to get the flames going. Now, this was in Austin, Texas. Is that correct, KJ? Correct. And you're down there for off-season training with teammates, with a coach. What are you doing down in Austin, and what were you doing last right. night? Right. I'm, I'm with uh, – so I train with Mo Wells. That's my trainer. So we're down here at Collective in Austin, Texas. And, uh, you know, I, I'm leaving. I usually – I usually am in Miami, and Mo was usually in Miami. So, uh, you know, I went to the U, so, you know, that's that's home in Miami off-season. But uh, Mo's been my trainer, you know, ever since coming out um, the combine. He trains a – a bunch of guys, you know, Devontae Davis and, you know, John Moran, you know, all these, all so many NFL guys. Um, and so I was down here with him. So this is my last weekend here. So I wasn't going to be able to see him again. So, you know, I stepped out with him, a couple other guys, you know, DeAndre Swift, we're, we're cool. We hang out. Um, you know, he was with us and everything like that. We have went our separate ways since then, um, you know, that night. But, um, you know, that's who we were all with. And that's who I'm down here training with. So if you hadn't been training in Austin and your Uber isn't going in that direction, there's a real chance that this man would not have survived. Uh, that you you sound that's that's accurate. And you know, actually, uh, as I'm thinking about it, as you just said that, you know, it's crazy because I missed my first Uber. Uh, we called an Uber, and we were you know about to leave, and I missed my first Uber. So even if I would have made my first Uber, I don't know if I would have been able to to be there for him or my Uber driver. Um, you know, uh, you know, there was another couple, or I, I don't know, say couple friends that were there. But um, like I said, uh, you know, right place, right time. I'm, 
I'm grateful I was able to to help him out. I can't wait to check up on him. Since you pulled him out of there, and since you had the chance to think back on it, and it happened just last night, so it's not a lot of time. What goes through your mind when you think about an incident like that, KJ? Uh, you know, it's it's been crazy, uh, honestly. Cause I don't think I have. Uh, you know, obviously, it's not out in the media and anything like that yet. But um, I'm kind of still soaking it in. I didn't think I would, you know, it would affect me too much. I thought I would just be able to go to sleep and be fine. But like, I I couldn't sleep. I was I was up. I had training in the morning. I'm like, I couldn't sleep. And you know, I would like to pride myself on being, you know, like big, strong. You know, I'm, I'm finishing my master's at uh, Miami for criminal justice. You know, I want to be like an FBI or Secret Service and you know, all types of things like that. And that was kind of that type of situation. And I'm like, you know, wow, uh, you know, that was, that was, you know, that was the, that was live bullets. So, you know, as I kind of look back on it, you know, I'm, um, I'm, I'm just grateful that I was in the position to be able to help him along with, like I said, the three other heroes, um, you know, that were there, but it was definitely uh, the craziest, most craziest experience of my life for sure. Most crazy experience of your life. Any, anything that you can even think of that you've been through that rivals, the events of Sunday night? Uh, no, not not that close. Not I've never had a, a, a you know, if we want to say a near death experience because of how close I went to a, a car up in flames, you know, possibly with a chance to explode. I've never been to an an experience like that. You know, like we said, this is real life. You know, we've been down thirty three zero to the Colts and came back. We've had all these Vikings thrillers, but you know, that's a football game. You know, it's all fun. You know, obviously we get paid for it. You know, all the fans are excited. Um, but as I told, you know, the, the gentleman I talked to earlier who, who we helped save him, you know, like I'm a, I'm a normal person just like everybody else. And, you know, this is real life. And then when it comes to, you know, saving a human's life, um, you know, that's that's way that's way bigger than anything that I've ever experienced. So the other people that were with you were your Uber driver and two friends. Yeah, it was an Uber driver. And then it was the car in front of us because initially we were the third car. There was a second car and the guy sped past us. And, uh, you know, and, uh, immediately we all we all got out and um, we were able to do it. So I have a uh, a picture of all of them. So I'm telling them, like, you know, you guys, I want to see. I want to make sure I got all the numbers. So I'm like, oh, thank you, guys. You know, this was huge. You know, we really saved someone's life. You know, this, you know, again, you hear about it in books or in movies, um, but never in a million years do you think you're ever going to be in the situation. And so, again, I'm uh, truly happy that, you know, we were able to to save his life. I saw pictures of that car that that gentleman was in. That car is essentially charred. It's it's unrecognizable. Gone. Gone, right? Somebody, somebody asked me this morning what type of car was he driving. I'm like, I don't know. You can't even tell? No. So now you will follow up and go visit this gentleman in the hospital? That's what I, that's what I wanted. That's what I plan to do. Right. So I'm, my day is just kind of winding down. And we're out, like I said, I was talking to the gentleman. We're trying to find the, the details of it of, uh, you know, where, what hospital he's in, things like that. But he was, he was alive, and, um, so, you know, just a, a chance to, I don't know, shake his hand or, uh, you know, something just to, you know, know that he's, you know, doing it somewhat okay. So, um, I think that's what I will be kind of, you know, in search for next. Well, he owes you a huge debt of gratitude. And I would imagine there's probably a police report that right, you could right. read about and learn about, like, but you saw that car basically race past you. Right. Correct. He right. fired past you and then crashed into that pillar. Right. And, you know, ever since then, uh, things have been moving fast. <laughs> well, th- that's quite a way to start the offseason, KJ. What, right. what do you what, what do you have in store for the rest of the offseason? <laughs> right. Uh, hopefully, you know, it will be, you know, some some safe training, get back to OTAs up there in Minnesota and, uh, you know, be able to, to prepare for the season. But, uh, 
you know, it's, it's definitely started out. And then uh, even even you, I was, I was going to ask you before we got on here, I don't know how you keep up with all this stuff. It's like every seven minutes, you know, it's a contract, it's a release, it's a trade. It's a, <laughs> I'm like, man, you're sitting at the computer all day. Yeah, we're, we're, we're waiting for the Justin Jefferson contract to get done, KJ. Oh, man, we're going to be the Minnesota Jeffersons. He's going to get some of his money. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be the Minnesota Jeffersons. You know, your team, your team, when you look at it, now that you say that, and I appreciate you even noticing that kind of thing, your team has got all sorts of issues coming up here. It's crazy what's going on there, if you look at it right now. Oh, man, it's a bunch of stuff. See, we released EK today, one of the you know the leaders of our locker room, leader of our defense, uh, uh, amazing. Um, you know, so, I mean, obviously, you know, I understand it's a business and everything like that, but, um, you know, that that would be a guy I miss for sure. Yeah, Eric Kendricks released, and that saved, as you mentioned, uh, $9.5 million against the cap. And there are some other guys here whose futures are in Adam Thielen, a fixture in Minnesota. If the team releases him, it saves $6.4 million against the salary cap. I can't imagine they would release Harrison Smith, but there is a cap savings of $15.2 million if Man. they move on from him. This is the business of football, and it happens this way every time of the year. And if you're going to have the Minnesota Jeffersons, comes <laughs> from somewhere else, right? Right, right. And and, and you know what? You're going to be in that position. When, and by the way, if Adam is eventually released, then there's going to be more responsibility this year for you. It is. It is. Um, like you said, it's it's a business. Um, so I, I'm not really sure what's going to happen. Uh, you know, I, I tell everybody, you know, I, I've, I've obviously a lot of people have been asking about the Adam situation. Um, Adam's been the, one of the best teammates I've ever had since I, you know, strapped up playing playing football. Um, from the first time I got drafted to, you know, uh, you know, me saying saying bye to him, you know, go. I don't I don't know what's going to happen. Um, obviously, you know, we're going to be you know great friends, but you know, hopefully, we can be teammates again. But I, I do understand it's a business. And, you know, Quasey and, and KO and our owners and everybody, um, they got a lot of decisions to make. And, you know, that's I, I'll leave that to them because I wouldn't want to be in that in that in that position to have to make those decisions. But, um, you know, I, I know they'll they'll do what's you know, best for the team. But, um, you know, it, it'll definitely be interesting to see. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armor All, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armor All products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. Armor All, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey, KJ, you were drafted in 2020, which was the same draft class as Justin Jefferson. And since then, no player in NFL history has had more receptions, receiving yards, and 100-yard games than Jefferson through three years. What's it been like to be teammates with him side by side to watch this process right. unfold? I mean, it's been amazing, man. Uh, and it started before the draft. You know, me me and just, uh, Justin actually trained together with Mo down at IMG. So we uh, trained together coming out the combine. And then we get drafted together, which was cool. And then uh, obviously we went through the COVID year together. And, you know, Justin had a year that, you know, a lot of other people in NFL history don't have, you know, as a, as a rookie, you know, he's, you know, a superstar, you know, and uh, it was funny because I think he got his, his first start, I think, against Tennessee, maybe his second game or third game. I'm telling my mom, my dad, I'm like, no, this this guy is really good. And, you know, I, like, obviously, I've, I've seen a lot of good players. 
I've been around a lot of good players. I'm like, no, like uh, kind of for real. Like he's, I think, like watched the game. And I think he went for 200 yards or almost 200 yards and the iconic, you know, first touchdown. He's gritty in. So um, to see his progress, man, uh, to see how he comes to the building every day, you know, he works and then, you know, how he performs, uh, you know, on Sunday, Thursday, Monday, whenever we play, um, you know, it's been, you know, uh, amazing. And, you know, me and him have, uh, continue to develop a relationship, you know, off the field more and more, you know, getting tighter. We, we hang together and, you know, go place together. And, you know, we're, we're hanging out and things like that. So, um, you know, it's, it's amazing to be a part of, you know, um, it's, it's cool to see. What was it about him that so impressed you that you knew what was about to come? Man, I think his, I think at the receiver position is just the ability to get open and then, you know, just make tough catches. Uh, I mean, but the, the separation that he gets, and as a receiver, you know, you talk about either you either win the route at the line of scrimmage at your release or you win at the top of the route. And he's doing both. So his separation is is wide open. Um, and then when he does get in the contested catches and you see him getting double team, um, he's still making those catches. The, the one hand grab against the Bills. I mean, come on. Um, you know, he, he's made I've seen him make something like that at practice and, and things like that. The consistency um, and he does it, you know, each and every day. Um, truly a special talent. But. He's never pulled somebody for a burning car the way that you have and helped save a person's life, at least not to my knowledge. Right, 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 right. No, he, he hasn't told me that story beyond it. <laughs> <laughs> so you got something on Justin Jefferson, and it's a good thing that you were in that area, and it's an awesome thing that you were as thoughtful and as kind and as helpful as you were in that spot. So I guess I thank you and all the people listening today Thank you. And that gentleman and his friends and family, thank you. We wish you continued success throughout your NFL career, KJ. Enjoy the rest of the offseason. Hopefully it's a little calmer. Right. Thank you for the time today. I really enjoyed talking to you and appreciate that and you. Of course, man. Appreciate you for having me, man. I know you'll be you'll be busy, so I'll I'll be I'll be seeing you around. (laughs) Hey, you text me anytime. Yes, sir. If I need help, if things go haywire, you come save me, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, KJ. Have a great day. You as well. So how about that story? The Vikings wide receiver, KJ Osborne, helping to pull a man from a burning car, carrying him to safety, and hearing police tell him that he's a hero. There aren't many players that will have better off-season events than that one. Absolutely astounding. An awesome story from KJ Osborne. We thank him for his service. All right, we are coming back now from the scouting combine in Indianapolis this past week, which is usually the unofficial start of the NFL offseason. And I've been going to the combine since the early 1990s, so it's almost 30 years that I've spent at the combine. And as I was there last week mulling all the years and time that I've spent in Indianapolis, probably more time there than any other NFL city outside the ones that I've actually lived in, it occurred to me that the passage of time is a remarkable thing. And what I mean by that is this. On Wednesday night when I was there, I was in an area where I saw my friend, Frank Bush, who's the linebackers coach and the interim defensive coordinator last season for the Atlanta Falcons. Now, when I first started covering the Denver Broncos in the early 1990s, Frank Bush was a linebacker's coach in Denver. And he was the linebacker's coach when they won back-to-back Super Bowls. And I knew Frank's wife, Stephanie, and I remember he had a son, and I remember his life, and there were occasions where we'd be out together. 
And when I was talking to Frank last week, he was telling me, and I didn't even realize this, that he now has two grandchildren, ages seven and four. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, that moves fast. And I remember Frank back in the day when he had his own little boy, and now he's got two more grandchildren. And it just struck me how much time has passed, how much time we've spent covering this sport, how many people we've known for such a long period of time. Example, Frank Bush. And it just kind of stayed with me. And there are other people like that. You come there and I'm like, oh, there's that person. They just have a kid or they're expecting a kid or they just lost their parent or they just went through some traumatic life experience. And there are all these people who have been through all these life experiences that you've seen over 30 plus years of covering the sport. And it's truly a privilege and an honor to be able to get to know these people, to be able to be present uh, in their lives, even in a removed capacity for such an extended period of time. And that's what struck me most about being in Indianapolis last week. The honor it has been to get to cover this sport and to get to know the people that I have during such a lengthy period of time. Frank Bush is just an example of all these people uh, that I've been fortunate enough to know, but his grandchildren just confirmed for me that I'm getting old. I've been doing this for a long time, and there's been a lot of time that has passed since the very first combine that I covered back in the Holiday Inn, which was right by the Lucas Oil Stadium, but in a totally different setup back in the day. The combine's grown immeasurably, and life has changed also immeasurably for all those people who have attended the combine all these years. All right, we're going to be back in this spot next week as the new league year is scheduled to begin Wednesday, March 15th, 4 o'clock Eastern. The moves will start coming Monday when the legal tampering period opens at noon Eastern on Monday. And we'll be back in this spot next week with a free agent to be a future Hall of Fame cornerback, Patrick Peterson, the Vikings free agent cornerback. We're going back to Minnesota, being that K.J. Osborne was so good. He's scheduled to join us next week to talk about what he'll be looking for in his new home. In the interim, a big thank you to K.J. Osborne for his time today. Thank you to my great producers, Christina Buswell and Sarah Abbott. Thank you, the audience, for tuning in to another Adam Schefter podcast. Adam Schefter podcast, and we'll be back in this spot again next week. Until then, be well and stay safe.